One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday the 16th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk. Coming up, the Prime Minister will tell European leaders at a summit in Iceland today we must unite to face down the threat at our borders. This, as the Home Office predicts, another 1.1 million increase in net migration next year. Meanwhile, one in five taxpayers are going to be higher rate income taxpayers paying 40p in the pound by 2027. It's the biggest tax rise since the 1970s. And food industry leaders We'll meet at Rishi Sunak at number 10 this morning with some prices almost doubling in a year. All that and plenty more to come. The time is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots, as always. When am I not going to say that uh, to talk about this morning? Uh, and, uh, of course, the Prime Minister got a very busy day. He's got summits this morning. He's got a, um, a cabinet meeting. So he's heading off uh, to, the, uh, to Iceland for this Council of Europe summit where it's fascinating. All the things that apparently, you know, we nasty little Englander Brexiteers like to think about, which is, you know, tackling the threat at our borders from mass migration. Apparently, it turns out an awful lot of other European leaders are looking at as well, including, oh, that really nice country, Germany, the one that we're supposed to be emulating. Uh, well, we'll be talking about that throughout the show. Lots of top guests. And of course, the aftermath of that meeting with Zelensky at Chequers uh, and uh, those uh, drones, kamikaze drones being sent uh, to Ukraine and plenty more besides. And joining me for all the chat, I'm delighted to say, is political commentator and of course friend here at Talk TV at Russell Quirk. Good morning. Good morning. Lovely to see you. Um, let, I mean let, we've got to start with immigration. It's very much in the news. We've had Suella Bravman, the Home Secretary, her speech at this uh, conservatism conference. Yes. Yes. Jacob Rees-Mogg and everyone else. She got heckled. We'll, we'll, we'll show you a clip of that in a moment. But um, uh, she um, uh, she's also talking about you know how we you know we need to tackle the, the issue of immigration. We spoke about that on the show an awful lot yesterday. Uh, and uh, she also said, interestingly, say, you know, white people should not feel guilty about historic slavery. The white population do not exist in a special state of sin. I mean, a hallelujah, a government minister saying this stuff. Yes, a lot of people are saying that this was a kind of preemptive leadership bit. Yes. Um, there might be some substance to that, I think, on the basis are, of yes. how many people within the grassroots Conservative Party are not very happy with uh, the middle manager that is Rishi Sunak uh, and the fact that, again, like most politicians in recent times, talks a good deal but doesn't do a lot. Well, I mean, again, whether there's going to be delivery before any election, spring or autumn 2024, I mean, I, frankly, I'm hoping there is going to be some delivery because, my God, we need some stuff done in this country. Um, 
Um, but it does seem an awful lot of uh, politicians are just manoeuvring themselves ready for what happens afterwards. But again, there's no point. There's no point being leader of the Conservative Party in opposition for five years or ten years. Mm. Well, you're better off being a cabinet minister in a party that's actually in government. Well, but, wouldn't you know. it be nice just to have some leadership with substance and leadership skills <clears throat> and some ideology and some passion? And it'd be perhaps... nice if you if you could combine it all, wouldn't it? Is well, that too much to ask? Well, we have had that in the past, haven't we? I mean, we might have to go back a little while to kind of, um, you know, to to see examples of such. But I, I just think, look, I, I, to me, it comes from the gene pool that is the selection mm. of politicians. Yeah. I, I, was, I actually really like David Cameron as a prime minister. However, yeah. an awful lot of the problems we've got now... Um, in terms of you know where we are in terms of our energy policy um, in the NHS that you know lack of staff and things actually you know and mass migration and failure to build houses or yep. actually they they all go back to his time so when it was all calm and you know or wasn't it fine with Cameron and Osborne okay we had the battles over austerity actually they were setting us up hmm. for a load of huge big problems and again the same well, you know you... Gordon Brown and Tony Blair they kicked a load of big stuff like you know pensions reform yeah, well, you can argue Cameron didn't have much thrown at him he didn't have you know Brexit, although he was the architect of it. Of mm-hmm. course, he was the cause yep. of it. Uh, Thanks, understandably Dave. so, yeah, yeah, and justifiably so, in my opinion. He also didn't have the small matter of a COVID pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so look, it, it's not been easy. Yeah, the question is, isn't it? A lot of people understanding when when Labour Party throw, you know, you've been in power for thirteen years, which is a very fair point. I mean, whatever there's a problem, well, but there hey, was an who was in charge? Yeah, I think it is very important to say and again with rather a lot of different prime ministers. It's not like Germany. You know, Angela Merkel was in charge for you know for a lot of that period. Um, actually, different people in charge. Well, look, let's talk about specifically what Rishi Sunak is going to say in Iceland. This is a Council of Europe summit. But to talk about, you know, we must unite to face down the threats at our borders. This is the Home Office's warning of a sharp rise in immigration. Yep. 1.1 I mean, million. We're looking at just under 1 million, realistically, net migration in the last year. Um, in, in 2023, we're looking at a million, 1.1 million. Now, you know, depending on who these people are, realistically, how many Nobel winning, Nobel Prize winning um, physicists and, uh, and, and cancer researchers do you think are coming in as well, part of, of that 1.1 million? Most of them, surely. Future doctors, future nurses. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. But, but the irony is that, again, back to our point just now, politicians keep talking about the peril of illegal immigration yeah. and legal immigration, not forgetting out of that 1.1 million. The majority of that is legal migration, which we encourage. You know, there are thresholds, for instance, in terms of what you have to earn in mm. order to get but it's citizenship very low. here. It's, and it's lower it's, than the national average yeah. wage. So that needs but to adjust. But that said, an awful, awful lot of the jobs that people are being brought in to do do pay lower than the lower. national average wage. Yes. You know, the fruit pickers, uh, you know, a lot of those other jobs. Yes, but don't we think it's a bit odd that politicians stand up bleating about the problem of migration, whether mm. it's illegal or otherwise, yet they are those in control of those very policies and laws that could change it? And the whole point of it's Brexit... It's mealy-mouthed. This is it. When anyone who's on the Remain side, who, well, I would say Remain, so Remain side has accepted the result, but who say, oh, well, you know, looks what happened under Brexit. You know, you were voting to close the borders. Wasn't closed to close the borders. Voted to close the borders. My key issue with Brexit was very simple. I wanted, whenever things go wrong, mm-hmm. to know who to blame yes. and to be able to hold to account. And the point is, when we have high immigration, yeah. um, which we or may or may not agree with, there'll be people who say that's a great idea, we need people to do the jobs. Um, as well as Braverman was saying yesterday, I don't see why we can't train our own HGV drivers up and our own fruit pickers, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the point is, it's, it's, not, it's not because the EU is making us and it's a deal we signed up to in the 1970s. It's because um, our government has chosen to, to have that policy. And we get to then hold them to account and say, why have you done that? And we'd like you to stop it. Well, simply, don't we just want to be masters 
of our own destiny when it comes to immigration. Yeah. So immigration is the foundation of Britain. It is a wonderful and brilliant thing. Is it the foundation of Britain? I think it, it is. It was the foundation we, of America. All, no, we're, we're all descendant from immigrants one way oh, or the other. I mean, but yeah, no, this... I think so. No, I, no, I do think so. I, I mean, do I've think got so. my Irish grandparentage, but I mean... Well, there you go. No, no, exactly. But we're not all. I mean, you know, the, 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 there is a country that existed no, I think it's a wonderful before... thing. But, but my point is we should select and decide and choose who comes here mm. and on what merit. And that's the key Not thing. an open border policy but, and not free. But one of the key things we've got is that huge numbers of people are coming in, you know, as as dependents of people who might be, you know, coming in who've got skills that we need. But uh, but again, you know, a lot of the, you know, when people are bringing four, five, six people in, mm. realistically, well, sorry, it, exactly. how, how you how, how how much of a contribution are these people making? And and the awful thing is, you know, even in Britain, if you are earning less than about, I think it's around the figure of forty grand a year, you're not a net contributor. You are, I mean, but you're British. You've got every right. You know, you live here. But do we want to import a load of people to do low paid jobs, which when we've got you know, a million plus young people doing, frankly, but, but, all. But we have lunacy policies in place that have been in, in place for many, many years. So, for instance, if you're a master's degree student, yeah. you can have a student visa. Yeah. That's kind of fine. And I get the benefit of that in terms of shoring up universities and uh, the economy generally. But you're allowed then to bring your entire family. Yeah. With but, you. And it's Why not, don't we not, just stop that also, policy? Not just your kids. Yes, no, your now, you can understand. Of course, family. you can bring your children and your husband or yes. wife. Fair enough. Without any means test, yeah. without any check and balance. Yeah. Surely, the easiest thing for politicians to do, rather than going to Iceland and bleating about the perils of migration, stop that rule. is to stop. But we're told, to change that, some we're of told that that means we won't get the brightest and the best over here. The key thing we were discussing on the show yesterday is we keep being told that immigration is a driving force of the economy. We need it to improve our economy. We have had mass immigration for twenty years now. I mean. Yeah. Mass, huge scale, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands more people arriving in the country every year. Something some ten million or something now accounted for you extra in the last twenty years. Um, productivity hasn't gone up. No. Um, we've, we've had virtually stagnant, um, in, you know, GDP. Well, GDP growth is yeah. stagnant. It's stale. Yes, no, I mean, no, but even over that most of that entire period, if if immigration was the driving force for the future of our country. It would have shown up by now. Yes, yes, you would imagine. But it's, um, you know, we, we, we should be in control of it, as simple as that. Um, and, and I just cannot understand how we're almost the Conservative Party, almost preaching to themselves here. They're lobbying themselves, themselves. to do something and about the themselves. that's the thing with the Home Secretary speech. Well, let's, have a, let's have a little look also at uh, some of the protesters disrupting the National Conservative Conference uh, yesterday, uh, including both Suella Braverman and uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg, the former minister as well. Let's have a little watch and listen. All a bit noisy and rowdy, but again, I mean, there were two protesters for, for Suella Braverman, uh, and also you've got this guy going on stage when Jacob Rees-Mogg was on stage, was saying, you know, very politely. And I think Jacob Rees-Mogg thought he was uh, some, an organizer yes. from the conference, um, <laughs> and then he started talking about fascism. Well, again, Extinction Rebellion, usual types, and it's just 
It's so boring now, isn't it? Well, it, it's again another different type of protest. We talked about this before in terms mm. of these protesters just wanted to protest for the sake of their own brand. Yeah. Uh, those individuals oh, yesterday... We're talking about it. Well, those individuals, no doubt, yesterday were paid by somebody or other to go and do exactly it's that. It's incredible. They are funded, a lot no, of these funded, people, aren't they? they? Are. But also, people, can everyone get a dictionary? I mean, talking about this conservative conference, talking about fascism, I, I just find that so... Well, they weren't ex- very good, Julia. Yes, I just find it they so extraordinary that people throw these words around, like racist, fascist. You, say, yeah. you don't even know what you're Nazi. Yeah. You don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, yes. And you totally diminish, you absolutely diminish those meaning of those words when you just throw them around at, at anyone who says anything you don't agree with. I mean, you know, it's like Swella Brothman's a racist because she's, she's saying because that you she know, white people and white people shouldn't, don't, shouldn't, don't exist in a special state of sin and shouldn't feel guilty about historic slavery. By the way, never have done. Hmm. I mean, it's just, and most people don't, which is why we all go, what on earth are you talking about? And, these and critical race theories? her point, which is well made, is that you can't or shouldn't be expected to apologise for things that happened before you were born. Yeah. That's pretty fundamental. I mean, she's just... It? I mean, there's an awful lot of things that she says, quite a lot when it's been reported in other papers, in, in, in other media, it's very much like, controversially, or, you know, whatever. No, no, what she's saying is Common what sense. most people think, <laughs> yes. and, and, and what everyone thought until about four minutes ago. Um, 6.44 is the time. We'll look at all the front pages up next. More with Russell Quirk. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. 